Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. Hey there, thanks for downloading the latest episode of the Membership Guys podcast. I am your host, Mike Morrison, and this is the show where we dispense proven and practical tips for growing a successful membership website. In today's show, we're talking about how to hire a web designer or a web developer to help you with your membership site. Now, this can be tricky terrain, and it's certainly something that I know a lot of people struggle with. And I've been in the web industry for close to 15 years now, so I know that it can be a bit of a minefield to try and find the right person. Now, of course, I'd love to say that all you guys can just come and work with us, but unfortunately, we're out of the game. We've been in the web industry for far too long, so we are now reformed web designers and developers. But hopefully, this episode will give you some pointers and some tips for how you can actually find the right people to work with and how you can avoid getting lumbered with somebody who's just not going to deliver the goods. And as well as talking about how to go about finding the right people, I'm also going to give you a little bit of advice on how to ensure that your working relationship with the designers that you hire is actually a positive one. Because a lot of the time, a lot of these nightmare stories you hear from people where they hired a web developer or they hired a web agency and it all went wrong, a lot of time it's not because the designer or the developer was bad, it's just because the working relationship simply broke down or wasn't off to a good start from the get-go. So we're going to talk a bit about that, but before that, let's talk a bit about how you actually go about finding the right people to work with. One of the first places you can look is within your local network. So if you network with other businesses locally, if you know other people in your area that uh, have used web designers in the past, seek recommendations from them. You can pretty much guarantee that you can go to any business networking event in your local area and there'll be at least one or two web developers there. So that's a good place to actually meet these people in person, have a conversation with them and you know see whether there's potential for them to help you with your project. Another area where you can find web designers or web developers is if there are websites that you like the look of that are kind of along the same lines as what you're going for yourself. Quite often, if you scroll right down to the bottom, there'll be a little credit. So there'll be a designed by link or a built by link, and it'll have the name of the agency and a link to their website. So if you are modeling a particular site or, you know, if you come across a site in a different market or even in the same market that has the look and the feel and, you know, it is a membership site, and you want to look at possibly having the same team created for you, that can often be the way to go about it. If you have come across a site that you really like the look of and you're trying to find out who built it, but there isn't a credit link in the footer, then often what you can do is if you just go to Google, search for um, the word portfolio and then a space and then either the name of the company whose website you like or the web address so without the http so just www.whatever.com often what will happen is even if a designer doesn't have a link on a site they built they'll have that site on their portfolio 
And sometimes actually the portfolio page of the design company that built the site can appear higher in the search engines than the site itself. So that's another quick way of finding who has built a site if you want to get in touch with that agency. You'll also find that a number of the different pieces of software that you might want to use for your membership site will often have either a recommendations page for designers and developers or they'll actually have a partnership scheme. So, you know, there are companies out there who specialize in Infusionsoft or who just specialize in using Active Campaign or who just specialize in using Wishlist Member. And quite often, the software companies themselves will list those people in some sort of directory on their site. So if you know you're using a particular piece of software, that's a good place to look to. You can also seek out recommendations within online communities, either for recommendations of designers or developers other people have used, or you can actually have designers and developers that are within online communities coming forward. So if you're part of a membership site where you know there are some designers or developers or where there are other people who have membership sites or other websites, e-commerce sites, then you can ask for those recommendations. You kind of need to tread a little carefully on this because you want to make sure that the recommendations you get are from people who've actually worked with the people they're recommending. So they're not just recommending their friends. So, you know... Typically, if you go into a Facebook group and ask for a general recommendation for a website designer, you'll have a whole bunch of people with a whole bunch of different experience levels contacting you. And then you'll have a whole bunch of kind of unqualified recommendations too. So be a little selective about seeking out designers and developers within online communities. And if you do go into Facebook groups or huge communities, try and ask a little more than just is there anyone here who can help me with my website? Give some detail, tell them what software you're using, tell them specifically what you want doing. And when people do put themselves forward, ask them to confirm. So just to confirm, you can do X, Y, and Z. Because, you know, you will get people who are just clamoring for business, so they'll say yes to everything. A big, big place where you're going to find a lot of designers and developers and a lot of options for helping you with your membership site are freelancer job sites. And we're going to have a look at some more of those in the next slide of sites where you can go that are specifically set up to be a marketplace for designers and developers. And of course, you can always hit up Google. So as a last resort, you can always go to Google and search for membership website developers or just web developers in my local area. What I would say about membership website developers is there aren't a huge amount of people out there who specialize just in membership websites. But in a lot of cases, your membership site will be WordPress based. And somebody who is very experienced and very knowledgeable about WordPress, 99.9% .9 of the time, they'll be more than suitable and more than qualified to work with a WordPress-based membership site. So don't let it put you off or don't focus on trying to find someone who is just specifically a membership site developer because they are very few and very far between. And quite often, the people who are positioning themselves as membership site experts in, in terms of the design and the development, they aren't actually programmers. They don't code anything themselves. So, you know, they might not be the right choice. But someone who is a high-quality, good-quality WordPress developer will be able to help you with 
membership sites that are based on WordPress because a membership site on WordPress is still just WordPress. It's just a different application of it. So let's just take a look at some of the freelancer job sites that you can check out in order to find website designers and developers. First of all, you have Upwork.com, which is a very popular, uh, very big freelancer site where you're going to find all sorts of different people for different types of jobs, uh, including programmers, designers, uh, WordPress specialists, and so on. You also have peoplepowerhour.com, which again, similar to Upwork, uh, you're going to find a lot of web designers and developers on there. You'll also find virtual assistants. So identifying with peoplepowerhour.com that you almost get a broader spectrum of choices and peoplepowerhour.com do actually screen and they do kind of testing and stuff like that. And uh, it's quite a transparent way of hiring people. Freelancer.com is another uh, very big, very well-established freelancing site for coders and developers. There's also a site that is specifically for WordPress development, and that's Codable.io. It's relatively new-ish. It's only been around a few years, but the fact that it is very specifically for WordPress, and they are very particular about the people they allow to be listed on Codable. So you're going to get high quality developers from Codable. You also have awesomeweb.com, which again is just for web designers and developers. And they again have high standards in terms of the people they allow on their site. Big, big tip, don't hire a designer or a developer from Fiverr. Fiverr is for tiny little low skill, um, quick jobs. It's not for web design or web development. And uh, if you're only willing to invest $5 in something which could be a key aspect of your membership site, that's really not the way that you should be going. Just want to talk about ongoing maintenance as well, because quite often when you go to the sort of sites that we covered, or when you're seeking a web designer or a web developer, it's often for uh, the, you know, creating an entire website. But Sometimes you may just need uh, the occasional bit of work or you just need somebody there so you have the peace of mind that if something goes wrong with your membership site, you have a developer waiting in the wings or you have someone who can help you out, even if it's just to update WordPress regularly, update your plugins and so on. So one of the most popular services of that nature is WPCurve.com. That's been around for a couple of years. It's got quite a high profile and they provide uh, monthly WordPress support in terms of backups and uh, assistance and so on. We also got WPMaintain.co.uk, which is obviously a UK-based business. Fairly similar to WP Curve, but within their monthly plans, you also get uh, designated time with their development team as well. So if you have a lot of small tasks that you want to have completed, or you know if you have an hour's worth of work you might want to use, then WPMaintain may be a good option for you, and we're friends with the owner of that service too. So if there are any problems or any issues, then you kind of have a direct line to the uh, founder of WMaintain through us as well. And you might also find that in terms of ongoing maintenance, that a virtual assistant will be sufficient for what you need. Quite often you will get virtual assistants who have experience in using and administering and configuring WordPress-based websites. So they're not designers, they're not developers, they don't code, they maybe know some extremely basic code, but they know 
enough to keep your WordPress site up to date to run backups and so on. So again, you know, you're not needing a full-blown developer or designer to do that kind of ongoing maintenance. It really does just depend on the sort of stuff you need doing. So when it comes to actually seeking out a web designer or developer, what do you need to look for? Well, first and foremost, experience with memberships would obviously be beneficial. Now, not every uh, WordPress developer, for example, or you know, proper development companies are going to uh, signpost the fact that they are specialists with membership sites or that they've worked with membership sites because they may be going for a broader market. They will say that they're WordPress specialists, but not necessarily memberships. That doesn't mean they haven't worked with memberships before. So just ask the question, if you know what you want to do, if you know the type of site you want to set up, if you know what uh, membership plugin you're going to use, just ask them. And of course, as we mentioned before, someone who is an experienced quality WordPress developer will know their way around membership plugins too. So you don't need to make this a make or break aspect when you're looking for membership site assistance. You're going to want to look for some specific experience with your chosen software or platform. So again, you know, we mentioned WordPress. Obviously, if you know you want to create a WordPress-based membership site, you do not want to go with a developer who has never used WordPress. It kind of, uh, you know, stands to reason. And as well, if you know what email marketing software you want to use, if you know that you want to use uh, Thrive Leads for your lead generation, then just ask a question, you know, provide them with this information, let them know this is what you're looking to use. Ask if they have any sort of experience with it. You also want to check out their portfolio too. So have a look at past projects they've been involved with. Ask them as well. You know, if you have a specific brief in mind, when you present it to them, ask them if they have any examples of similar sorts of projects to yours or projects within the same industry. Good examples of their past work is one of the best ways of judging how good a developer or a designer is. And the same goes for testimonials too. You know, if you get positive testimonials from clients and you can actually go to their website and check them out, you potentially even contact them yourself to verify that they would still speak positively about a company. You know, that goes a long way to being able to verify that this is somebody worth working with. You also want to determine whether they're a designer, a developer, or both. So quite often the term web designer is used as a catch-all for someone who designs and builds and creates and administers a website. But actually, technically, a designer will usually just do the visuals. They'll maybe do some of the basic coding. A developer will do the heavy-duty stuff. They'll do the programming stuff. They'll fix bugs with a website and so on. So sometimes, or quite often, you'll get people who are one or or the other sometimes you get people who are both so it's worth knowing uh, which is which because if you're mainly needing a developer if you're just using a theme for example that you're buying off the shelf but you need to hire someone to do the really complicated behind the scenes stuff then you need a developer not a designer so you know you don't want to hire somebody who is actually just a designer and they then take your project and subcontract it out to a developer. You're going to save money if you just call that developer straight and direct. So, you know, find out a bit more about uh, the, the person who you're considering, the company who you're considering, whether they're designers, whether they're developers, whether they're both. 
So if you've found a designer that you want to work with, here are tips for making sure that that relationship goes smoothly and that the project results in a positive outcome. First and foremost, have a clear spec. So have a clear specification. Know what you want, nail it down and uh, get the agreement of the developer. Don't keep changing the goalposts. You know, don't decide two or three weeks into the project that you all of a sudden need a certain feature because you know, it may seem simple to you, something that you think should just be an easy or a quick addition could actually be something that adds an extra 10, 15, 20 hours onto the development. So you need to have a clear specification that you agree with your designer and your developer. And if you do think of stuff as you go along, new features that you might want, you kind of need to accept that there'll be a cost to adding those into things. And that actually, if you insist on changing a feature that you'd requested or adding something new in, that could actually mean that the designer or developer has to start again from scratch and you need to pay for that. You're responsible for that. The best way of working is if you do have ideas when the project's already going, mention them to your developer, but put it aside as a stage two thing. So, you know, have this done after the main work is done. It's important to communicate and to ask questions. You know, communication is one of those areas where a lot of designer and client relationships can break down. You know, make it a point of having a weekly Skype call, uh, even if it's just for 10, 15 minutes to catch up on where things are. If you're not sure about anything, if, uh, you know, if it's been a month and you haven't heard anything, ask questions, maintain that dialogue. You know, don't be a micromanager, let them do their thing. But, you know, have a good flow of communication because that is fundamental to positive working relationships with your designer. Get everything in writing too. So you want to make sure that obviously the specification you agree to is in writing. You want to make sure the payment terms are in writing. You want to make sure you have a proposal, you have the quote, you have a contract. You know, you know that every single thing that you've asked for is accounted for in some sort of written document if not then you could get to a point where you're actually quibbling with your uh, developer later on over you thinking you asked for something and them thinking that you didn't so get everything down in writing same comes to uh, just the ongoing regular communication with clients you know we would quite often get some clients who only ever want to speak over the phone and, you know, we had to instill in them that for everyone's benefit, it's far better to do stuff by email because then there's a quote-unquote paper trail. You know, it's a lot harder, say, two or three months down the line of working with a developer to argue or to prove that something was discussed and agreed upon if the only record of it is your memory of a phone call from several months earlier. Get everything down in writing. And uh, that includes timescales and milestones. You need to accept that sometimes timescales will change. Some things will take longer than expected. And, you know, when you're asking your designer or developer to set out how long they think the project will take, they're guessing. Uh, it's an informed guess based on experience. But, uh, you know, if they say it's going to take four to six weeks, it actually takes six to eight. You kind of have to accept that that's just the way things go obviously communicate with them um, and if you are communicating you'll have an idea how the project's going but get some sort of time scales down accept that they may move but have an idea 
of how things are going to play out, how the milestones are going to work. So, you know, if your project's going to take three months, you want to know that, okay, well, at the end of month one, we'll, uh, we should have completed the design side of things. At the end of week seven, we should have completed this part of the development. And at that point, you come in and start adding content. At the end of week 10, and so on, and so on, and so on. So if you have that, even if they do need to change over time, it just gives you a bit of peace of mind. It gives you a roadmap and a framework for what's going to be happening. You also need to remember why you're hiring them in the first place. You are hiring them because they have expertise and experience that you don't have. So don't micromanage it and uh, put a bit of faith in them, put a bit of trust in them. And, uh, you know, if if they recommend strongly that something's done a different way or if you ask for something and they give you their honest feedback about why they may think it's not a bad idea, then take those opinions seriously. Take them into consideration because you're paying for their expertise. So it's a no-brainer for you to actually use the expertise of someone who knows what they're doing rather than bulldoze ahead with uh, you know an idea that they've given good reasons for why it's not something you should proceed with. So hopefully this has given you a bit of uh, a bit of stuff to go on in terms of where to find web designers, what to look for, and how to maintain a good working relationship with them as you go along. That's it from me. Thank you for downloading this episode. I'll be back again very soon with another instalment of the Membership Guys podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Member Site Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Member Site Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com.